Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to give you time this morning to get it out. Because when you start thinking about the goodness of God, it's no quick thing. It's no quick response. Right? You can go on and on when you think about where you've been and, and where he's brought you to. The things you've done. That he didn't uh, give you what you deserved in return. Right? The things you've done and you blew it and you saw some consequences, yet you found his mercy. You found his grace. Here in this place, we feel his presence, the God of all glory. The God of all glory has decided to visit us today, decided to come down with his people and be with us. And we can, we can sense him. Hallelujah. You know, you couldn't sense him if he didn't want you to. We can literally feel him in this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus. You may be seated if you can. Hallelujah. I had the awesome privilege of attending Winterfire, which is a big conference that's held on the East Coast every February. And um, first time I went was the year of COVID. And matter of fact, we just got back and, and COVID hit. And so they had an opportunity to go up to Connecticut to that conference. And my, 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 the presence of God there the word of God there, it was mind-blowing. I know some of you say, you Christians always say that stuff. Right? You know, you, that, that, that's just talk, right? But I'm serious. The presence of God in that place, you know, I expected something, don't laugh at me, biblical to happen, right? right. <laughs> you know, one, one night I was up in the, in the, in the uh, balcony area and, and, the, and the people are worshiping. And, and, and you know, from the balcony, you kind of got this bird's eye view of everything that was happening. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm feeling this, you know, God just in the place so thick and, and you know, you see people worshiping and, and, and it wouldn't surprise me that day if somebody flew across the room. <laughs> That's how powerful the spirit of God was in there. And so that same God is with us today. That same God is with us. I'm sure there will be stories of miracles coming from that. Healings or deliverance. Well, I'm, I'm sure. But he's the same God the same God. So whatever you need, whatever you, like, he's the same God and he's here with us. He doesn't have to divide his attention. And so uh, I'm glad to be a part of the kingdom. I'm glad to be a part of this local body. I'm glad to be able to call you all my brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a privilege. It really is a privilege. And tonight I'm, tonight I already skipped past the afternoon, right? to tell what I'm thinking. <laughs> but this evening, I'd like to talk to you a little while 
uh, about the phrase lean in. Lean in. And that's an interesting phrase. So I want to start off by at least telling you how I am going to use that phrase today. Uh, the, the bishop of this church used to use that phrase sometime when he talked about spiritual opposition and, and, and things that come against you. He would say, when those kind of things happen, you got to lean in. In other words, don't back out. You got to lean into it. And if anybody you know about opposition, you know, let's just take a bully, for example. I'll just use a human analogy. Let's take a bully. Some of you might have been bullied as kids. I didn't understand being bullied as a kid, but I know it's a thing because it happens. But the thing about a bully is that if, if, if nobody ever steps to a bully, as we would say, they'll just keep bullying. Right? At, at some point, you got to lean in. At some point, you got to resist. At some point, you got to go, not today. Ever had that moment? Not today. And whatever that looks like for you. And I grew up in the hood, so that looks kind of violent to me. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, incite anybody to violence. But if somebody's pounding on my head, you got to do what you got to do. All right. At least enough to back them off you. Or you can holler for help. Right. You know, my, my mama was, well, my mama, my mama need help. She would laugh if I say that. My mama didn't play. You know, you, you ran home from school with somebody? Oh, yeah? Such and such is going to beat me up, and why are you here? I don't want to get beat up. You don't get back out that door and handle that? Because she knew this principle, right? If you let that person keep doing this, you're never going to have no peace. You're going to get beat up all the time. They're going to constantly take your lunch money. They're going to, you know, and so she sent you back out that door. You want to meet them or you want to meet me? Uh, I'm going to go back out here and deal with Bernadette. That was one of the girls I grew up with, Bernadette. Anybody ever had a burner? Bernadette was rough. You know, I had an Arlene and a Bernadette growing up. Man, I ain't thought about them in so long to this moment. I think that's funny. Right? How, how, how people come to mind. Bernadette was known. Mike? My mic is Jack? Okay, hold on. Joyce said my mic is Jack. It must be giving a bunch of static. Maybe y'all can't hear, but okay, Joyce, I'll switch a room. You want to know something about Joyce? The audio after the fact. Hang on, Joyce. I can't walk and chew gum. Hold on. The fact, and it's all jacked up. She is mad. So today she's decided to take action. You're going to change that mic. I use that other mic because I'm the worst one without about holding the mic where it belongs. You know, they'll say, you got to hold it up here. But y'all know me. I get the yakking about the time. You know, and I'm, I'm down here with it. And so I, I'm terrible about that. So, you know, somebody give me a nod if I do that today. Say, you know, put it there. And I, I'll have to. So anyway, I've, le I've learned that about myself. But anyway, you, you, you have those folks. They're going to keep coming if you allow them to. And in life, maybe it's not so much a person all the time, but it's the things that always tend to get in the way of what we want to do. You know, I mean, you, you purpose to do something and something always comes up. At some point, you got to have a light bulb moment and say, wait a minute. Every time I go to do X, Y, Z, something comes up to get in the way of that. You got to lean into it. You got to say, uh-uh, I'm going to step right over that obstacle and I'm going to keep on moving. You know what I'm talking about? 
right? So you, you, you have to, so that's one way I'm using the, the word lean in. You, you have to oppose, you have to, you have to lean into any opposition coming your way, whether it be spiritual or human or whatever, and especially if you plan to live for God. I'm going to take it for granted this morning that all of you plan to live for God. Because if you plan to live to God, there's always going to be some kind of opposition. You know, I notice that these days people want to have birthday parties on Sundays. Things we used to do on Saturdays. You know, Saturdays was birthday party day, right? But you go to church and your family, who maybe was not in the church, want to put a birthday party right smack dab where service is. And now you're feeling torn because you want to go to your nephew's birthday party or your niece's birthday party, you know, who are you, you, you want to be a part of that and you're feeling some kind of way. I'm going to church. <laughs> you got to step over it. Sounds, sounds cruel, but I'm just trying to tell you things, there's always going to be something. I know they put sporting events now on Sunday, you know, the little kid in Little League or whatever the case, and, and oh, little Johnny's game is today, and oh, what? You mean it starts at 12 noon? It's the same time as service. Sorry, little Johnny. <laughs> I got to get to church. Right? Because this is life-giving word right here, right? This is not just about, this is not just about checking the box. This is, there's life-giving word that happens here. The spirit of God that, that, it, that we felt this morning and that spoke of it, that, that's here. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing greater. There's nothing greater. Right? There's the beautiful men and women of God who are here. There's nothing this group of people right here, salt of the earth, literally, salt of the earth. And so you got to lean in when, when, when those kind of things happen. I'm also going to use lean in in the sense of fully embracing. See, when you read the scriptures, you'll, you'll know if you really pay attention that God doesn't accept halfway. He, he's not the mediocre God. You know, he, he don't like lukewarmness. He, he, he really doesn't. These ain't my words. These are his words. You go read them. He, he don't like compromising and, oh, that's just, that's enough. He, 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 he just doesn't. And, and so I'm going to use lean in in the sense of fully embracing. So I'll tell you how this message came. It was really funny. Uh, I was talking with Abby. Abby's my, my morning Bible study partner. And we were reading through the scriptures this week. And, and, and before that day, the, the phrase lean in came to my mind. And I went, okay. You know, I don't know if you, if you ever had a message from God. Sometimes it just starts with a little thought. And you're not sure if it's the word for the service or not. But, you know, it's just, just this little thought. So that's not a nigga. So I, I put it on the shelf like I normally do when a little thought comes. And I, I keep my, my heart and my spirit open to see where that goes, see if that's the word for this week. Because, you know, you get lots of words. I don't mean it's the word that God wants you to hear right now. or the word. So I, I kind of put it on the shelf. And then a few days later, I'm talking to Abby, and we went through the Bible study, and something came up that led to, uh, that, that reminded me of something that happened last summer. And I was telling Abby the story. Y'all know I'm a storyteller, right? If you get on a call with me or a Zoom call, well, you're going to hear some kind of story. Because... I don't even do it on purpose. It just happens. So I, I began to tell Abby a story, a story of something that happened. And as I told her the story, the word lean in was in the story. And I went, oh, there it is again. And then God just starts downloading. You know, he's a downloader. 
that's why, you know, he just, whoop, he just kind of, you know, I know that was kind of a weird thing. But anyway, and so I'll tell you the story I was telling that because it, it, it obviously is a very much a part of this, this message today. So I won't tell you where I was, but I'll just tell you about what happened because I don't want to be, you know, throwing shade on somebody. But you guys don't know me. Many of you don't. My husband knows me. My children know me pretty well. But I can tend to be a pretty critical person. So I'll put that out about myself. I, I can tend to be critical. I'm working on that. And I don't mean that just in word. I'm literally working on that. So, so I've been trying to do better about finding the positive in things, finding the good to say. You know, even if I notice something negative, I don't got to dwell there. Just find something positive. So I'm working on me. Right? Get out of that negative space because, you know, people don't want to be around a negative man. You know that? Got that person always got something to say negative. Like, oh, Lord, I don't want to be bothered with her. I don't want to be that person y'all don't want to be bothered with. But there's a difference between being critical and being negative. And so I, you know, so I'm, 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 I'm working on that, full disclosure this morning. So we're at a service, myself and some of the other folks from this church. I'm going to tell you where we were and who else was with me, but we were at a service. And the preacher was preaching. And he, and he said a couple things that, that didn't jive. So I'm like, huh, is that right? You ever had that moment where you listen to preaching? Like, is that right? Is that scripture? Is that, you know, a fairy tale? Like, what is he talking about? And then I said, Lil, stop it. There you go with that negative business again. I'm having this whole internal conversation with myself. You, there you go again, being all negative. You know, you're not even a theologian. You ain't been to, you ain't been to Bible school yourself. Who are you to question what somebody's saying? I was, seriously, I was saying this stuff to myself. Who, who are you? And so I'm sitting there, and I, I let that one go. And then later on, he said something. I said, oh, gosh. Now I'm preoccupied with the things he's saying is wrong. I can't even hear the things he's saying is right. So I'm, I'm going through a thing here. I'm like, oh, come on. So I'm trying to talk myself out of it. Just stay up top. Don't get all down in the weeds and, and, and picking this man's message apart. And, and then I look down the aisle to my right with all the people who were with me. And a lot of them had their phone out. But I had my phone out too because I was fact checking. Can I tell you it's a good habit to have? Fact check. I don't care who it is. Even me. Even Stephen. The bishop of the church used to say, check me in the book, right? You better fact check for yourself. Eloquent speakers, you know, people want to quote all kinds of other things going on, and you, you can swallow a whole lot with some performance. You can swallow a whole lot when somebody turns a phrase well. I love a well-turned phrase. I'm a, I'm a word person. But if you don't know what does stay at the Lord, you're going to be in a jam. Because that word that's being brought forth is for your soul. It's for you to apply to your life. So therefore, if it's not a correct word and you go apply it, you, you know, you see how this can go off the rails really quick. So I look down to my right and other people had their phones out checking. Look over here. Somebody else was checking on, or at least they had a puzzled look on their face like, hmm. So I kind of chuckled. I said, Lord, look at us, meaning Newark, meaning the people. From, I said, look at us, we are, we are hot mess. You know what I mean? I, I'm just, I said, look at us. And, and it was just kind of funny. I, I just chuckled at it. And, 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 and so I'm, I'm and, and the Lord said, that's who I made you all. Don't, don't try to dismiss that. Don't look at that as a bad thing. Lean into it. That's who I made you all. Now, I can't speak for another congregation, but he was talking about Newark. I know exactly what he meant that. I made you to be the critical thinkers. 
I, I made you so that you're not the kind of people that get all caught up in the hype and just, you know, swallow everything down, hook, line, and sink. I, 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 that's how I made you. Therefore, I intend for you to use that. So don't, don't shy away from it. Don't beat yourself up and call yourself critical, critical in the wrong way, because there is a critical in the wrong way. But I've made you critical listeners, right? I, I want you to be students of my word. Embrace it. Take it to the hill. You know, it's kind of the same. You know, like in other words, you know, go all in. I'm, I'm giving you ways I'm using. Use that. That's a good thing. And so I thought, oh, okay. So on that, on that pew that day, I settled this issue. Because it really is a thing I've struggled with. I've settled it. I'm going to be what God has called me to be, a critical thinker, one who, who rightly divides the word. To the best of my ability, am I perfect? I can say something wrong. If I say something jacked up here, somebody come and check me. That's safety. You're doing me a favor. We're all human, so let me say that. We can make mistakes. Just because God has given you a word and just because you're anointed to give a word, you can make mistakes. I know we don't like to think that way about preachers. You know, we like to think, but we have not reached perfection yet. None of us. And so even I can make a mistake. So I don't want to be critical in that way. But if you notice I made a mistake, come tap me. Hey, sis. That, 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 that don't fit. That didn't fit the word. And guess what I'm going to do? Next time I'm on this pulpit, I'm going to come up here and I'm going to correct that. Because it's important. Right? It's, it's transparency. It's, it's, it's important. So give me room to grow. And I try to give people room to grow. You know, but guard your soul. So, so, so here we are, Newark. You know, this, this church who really values learning. We really do. I, I, I'm starting to sound like a breaking record. I said, God, if you give me this message again, I feel like God's keep giving me the same message, but in a different way. I'm, I'm starting to, you know, it was a Jeremiah that kept preaching the same old message, and, 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 the, and, the, and the king was like, look, I don't want a word from him. Because all he preaches is something negative. You know what I mean? All he have is bad to say about me. And Jeremiah was like, look, if you give me something good, that's what I'm going to say. But if you give me something that you deem negative, that's what I'm going to say. Because when you're preaching the word of the Lord, you can only give what God gives you. But I feel like, God, you gave me this message again. It's just in a different way. So maybe, maybe some of y'all not listening. I mean, that's what kind of happens in my house when I repeat the same thing over and over again. You know, my, my, my kids will say to me, why are you telling me that again? Because you did it again. If you didn't keep doing that, I wouldn't have to keep saying it. You know, I pick on money for a minute. Money has one chore. I mean, how many of you would love to have one chore when you were growing up? Money have one chore, and it's to, wait a minute, it's to empty the dishwasher. Not even load it. It's to empty the dishwasher. Okay, we got a whole we got a whole schedule in my house. When you get up in the morning, okay, empty the dishwasher, start your Bible quizzing. Now I know that sounds crazy, like we got the child Bible quizzing early in the morning, but but you know once the day gets going, you already know. Once the day gets going, it's hard to carve out time to get something that you need to to do something that you need to concentrate on. So come down, you know, maybe get something to eat, empty the dishwasher, start your Bible quizzing. I can't tell you how many days I come to that dishwasher. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. I open it up and it's full. Amani! Huh? <laughs> Why is the dishwasher full? What do you say, Monty? <laughs> she might be picking on my. Oh, this is her famous one word. Oh, like it's a, like it's this new discovery every day. <laughs> you know, so so 
you know, some of us are like that. God is said it and he said it and he said it and he said it. And it's like, you know, it's not getting in. So here we go again. We're just going to go about it a different way here today. And so what, what God is saying is like, look, you're my church. Lean into who I made you. You don't have to shy away from it. It's, it, it's who I built you to be. And I believe, okay, everybody should lean into the word. Don't get me wrong. But I think certain churches have certain callings, if you will. They have a certain, you know, thing that's their thing or whatever. But, but as for Newark, this learning thing is pivotal. If you don't like to learn, you're probably not going to like it here. I don't want you to go. So I don't even want to say things like that. Right? We love people. We love odd people. We love kind of normal people. We love people. We, we, really, we really do. We love all races. We love all nationalities. We love cultures. We just, we just really real, seriously. That's not just a saying here. We love people. And, and so I don't want you to go. Really don't. But if you don't love the word, if you don't love the truth of the gospel, if you need hype, you're probably not going to like it here. Besides Arash, I'm probably the loudest person here. I know some of you think that loud means preaching, right? If you're not loud, you're not preaching, you know? So I, I know we have our ideas about what preaching is, and, you know, if I'm not going, uh, no, yeah, then the Lord's dead to me. Huh. You know, you're about to, huh, right? right? You know, if I'm not running back and forth across this pulpit, right? And if I'm not a, can I get an amen back there? Come on, come on, Christian. Uh-huh. Oh, can somebody give me a hallelujah, right? And if I'm not doing all the antics, I'm not preaching. I don't see where antics are required in the book. Don't get me wrong. That's time the spirit fall and you, you get hype. You know? But you got to go with what the spirit says. If the spirit says, speak it plainly, then you speak it plainly. If the spirit hype you up and you go running, hey, I, I love to do a cartwheel out of this baby. Like, woo, you know, I'm, I'm a... I'm one of them people. I'm an extrovert. I'm loud. I'm rowdy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I have, I've never met a stranger. Now, Steve asked me about picking up strays. He calls it. He's so rude. You know, it's, it's the truth. I'm, I'm making a point here. But, but, but my point is, okay, I, I'm not going to make that point because I'm going to get us off topic. So I'm going to go back over here. Save that one for later. But, but we're going to be who God calls to be. This is a learning church. If you need a whole orchestra in the background for you to hear, if you need, you know, you know, that boy can play right there. He can play that organ. He can play that piano. If you need the shouting music, you're probably not going to get in. Right? <laughs> but I don't want you to leave. Okay? But my point is, we're going to lean into who we are. And God, in, in the sense I got from God when he shared that with me, is be proud of it. I don't mean proud in arrogance. I don't mean proud in, you know, thanking you something in, in that way, but wear it well. Wear it. Be, embrace it. Lean into it. Be fully who I called you to be. It really is okay. In fact, when it comes to learning, it's super okay. God says this over and over again, learn of me. Take my yoke, right? How many times? Just now in the, in the, in the tongues of interpretation that came forth, he talked about read. Read. That's learning. Read. Why? Because his people perish for lack of knowledge. If you don't know what thus saith the Lord, I promise you that, that you're going to fall for the okie doke. At some point in your life, you're going to fall. You could be in the church your whole life. There's people that have been in church, and I don't mean this critically. I just told y'all, I don't mean this critically. It's just a truth. There are people that have been growing up in the church and don't know the scriptures. You've been listening to whatever pastor say, whatever much you glean from that, what your mama say or what your daddy say, but you don't know the word for yourself. 
at Newark, we intend for you to know the word for yourself. It was, it's what will keep you. When, when you have the word of God in your heart, that's how he transforms you. You might not even be thinking about God. You might be just going through the motions, but you keep, you keep, you keep reading. I told you, I used the analogy last time, but like when you eat when you're not hungry. And you're like, eh, you know, but once you, once you get a good taste of it in your mouth, you're like, ooh, I want some more. I want some more. That's how the word is. Okay, and so, so we're going to lean into that here in Newark. And we're not going to be afraid. We're going to be who we are. I can't perform for you. Nor should I perform for you. Nor should any preacher perform for you. I can only be who God called me to be. We can only be as a body who God called us to be. We want to be fully that. We're going to lean into it and be proud of it. It's who God made us. Because do you know what you can do when you know the word of God? Not only does it transform you, but God can use you to affect the lives of other people. Because when you walk in truth, so you see things differently. You handle things differently when you walk in truth. When you love that neighbor, you know that neighbor don't mean the person right next to your house, per se. Not that just one person. When, you, when you're walking in truth, you see what's behind the thing that's standing in front of you. You know, I was having a conversation with somebody who was, you know, spitting nails about, uh, uh, you know, homosexuality and, and, and certain sins that was a thing for them. Everybody got a certain sin, you know, and we, we can be guilty of it, too. But they were just vehement about this thing and how it was a this and a that. And, and I'm thinking, oh, hey, you, you're a Christian, right? Because, see, when you're a Christian and when you say you know the word, there's a different responsibility. There should be a different response. I know we use the cliche saying, and it's, but it's true, though, right? You, you, you love the person, but you hate the sin. And sometimes you check yourself by your responses. You say, well, I'm not walking in truth. Because I can't just pick the sins that I want to condemn and be all nasty about and damn people to hell and all this kind of, you know, you know it, it's, just, it's wrong. It's just flat out wrong. But when you walk in the truth, you see that's a soul that needs to be loved. You see that's a soul that needs the word of the Lord to come out. You see that you don't call everything a spirit. Man, we bad about that. Everything is a spirit. There can be spirits. I'm not saying they're not, but, but we call everything that. And so we, we get all twisted. But when you, well, when, you, when, you, when you walk in the truth, you see the homosexuality is just as bad as fornication. See how biased we are? Some of you was like, mm-hmm, not really. On the inside, you was like, mm-hmm. You better let God get a hold of you because we want to reach this community, everybody in this community. If you listen online, everybody in this community is welcome here. Gay, straight, rich, poor, bigoted, not bigoted. You name it, you're welcome here. God says, yes, come as you are. Let me do some transforming. Come in and be, come in and, and get my word. Come in and be in the midst of my spirit. Come in and be loved on by my people. Come in and find truth. Come in and find rest for your soul that we talked about today. Come in. No, I can't lie to you and say, we, you know, we will be okay, but you staying the way you are. We shouldn't, none of us should be okay staying the way we are. Don't embrace sin. Sin is the thing you lean against. Remember I talk about, I'm going to talk about leaning in both ways. Fully embracing and what you lean against. We all got vices. We all got something. If you sit here and say you without sin, I'm going to tell you what the scripture said, you a liar. 
but God wants to transform each and every one of us. And we're going to show grace and love to each one of us as God does that transforming process. We're going to lean into that. So when you have knowledge, see, see, and not just knowledge, but knowledge of God. When, you, when you're walking in truth and you have the knowledge of God, man, you're one of the most powerful beings on this earth. That same God that did all those things in the Bible resides in you. When you're walking around here with all that knowledge in you of God and God can lead and direct you and, and, and God most often speaks to you, if not most often, all, he speaks to you from his word. You can go out here and you can touch this world in whatever way that looks like that God will do in you. You can touch this world for him when you, when you fully embrace who God has called you to be. I know we're going through the, a transition at this church, and I don't know what some people think about us. It's funny. It's become funny. It wasn't funny in the beginning. It was, it, it's become kind of funny, you know, and I wonder if they're wondering if we are going to do a switcheroo, you know, if you change your name, then that means you're going to change your doctrine. That means you're going to not here. Can I just say that? Not here. Right? We're going to lean into who we are. We are apostolic. Right? We are God's people. We believe in the baptism in Jesus' name and the filling of the Holy Ghost and being baptized in Jesus' name and living a holy life. Oh, I said that word. I said that holy word. Yeah. In 2023, we're going to live holy. And the reason I harp on that word is because they're words that people deem old-fashioned. I'm talking about we're going to lean into who we are, right? I don't care what the world say. I don't care what other denominations say. I don't care what other UPC churches say. We're going to be holy because God said without such, no man will see God. So we're going to live in this world but not of it. Right? Now we're going to walk different. We're going to talk different. We're going to dress different. We believe in gender identification, right? We believe that God's... There's a, there's a tire for women, uh, a tire for men, and there's a tire for women. I'm not gonna shy away from it. Some of those things you get tired of, you, you, you're afraid to say across the pulpit because you know people gonna make up their mind about you, and be like, okay, I'm out of there. Them folk crazy, right? Or I'm not gonna do it like that. Well, I invite you to search the scriptures. I invite you to engage the God of the book. I invite you to lean. And I invite you to learn. Before you leap, learn. See, some of us coming with a made-up mind already. What we going to do and what we not going to do. Yeah, I did a head motion. Oh, no, that lady crazy. You're probably saying it right now. Oh, she crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy about Jesus. right? I'm crazy about his word. Right? Do I think, when I, when I look at the word, especially, especially early on when I first came to Christ, when I look at the word, I'm like, oh, God's crazy. <laughs> I was saying about here, like, oh, what? When you when you get when you dive in this book, you're gonna have some of the moments where you like, did he really say that? Is he really requiring that? You're gonna be looking God sideways when you first Abby is the truth. Yeah, I mean, Abby had some time reading. We're like, what? I've been in the world in the Lord about 28 years. I'm still having them what moments when I when I find it in the book. And when his spirit confirms it, right? And so you, you can't come to God with a made-up mind. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, come, come over here for that biblical interpretation info session. We're going to talk about some of that in that class, right? You can't approach God with a made-up mind already. You'll never grow that way. You'll never learn that way. How can he transform you if you're fixed on what you already are and you're not going to change or, you, or you're going to cherry-pick what you're going to believe in what you're not? It's all the book. 
So you, this over here in, in this book, you, you, you believe and you want to embrace fully. But this over here, it could be the same writer who says something different and you don't want to believe it. Maybe it's your thing. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody got a thing that's a vice for them that you want to hold on to. And you're like, oh, no, not that. I'll just give him this. But I'm not giving him that. I don't agree with that. Did God ask your opinion when he was writing the book? When he gave the word, I know other people wrote it for him, so yeah, my point, but, but, but did, did you get a memo and say, hey, I pick up my husband, or what do you think, man? I caught that man sleeping, man. I'm going to come over here. I'm going to come over here to Keith. <laughs> Woo! You know, Keith, you ever got the memo when God was giving his word and God asked you what was your opinion? Should he put it in there or not? Never happened. I, I can say that safely, but not, never happened. Just, just didn't. Kale said it happened with him. I'm teasing the baby. Okay, it didn't happen. So we can't cherry pick the scriptures that way. We just can't do it. In fact, I'll tell you something funny that happened that ricocheted on my own head. Last month, we cast the vision, moved the dial. And I did the last sermon of that message, of that series of messages there. And what was the prayer? Go and ask God, what do I need to do to inherit the kingdom of God? What do I need to grow? To grow? Remember that? I hope y'all remember that because we're right in the midst of that right now. That's the word for the year. I hope you remember. Right? And as I was preaching that, I pointed out that the hard thing that God gave the rich young ruler, right? Go and give away all your wealth and come serve me. And the rich young ruler was like, you got to be kidding. I, I'm coming to my scripture, Joyce. I didn't leave. I, y'all think this woman that preached a whole message about scripture. Nope, I'm coming to it. Right? And, and, and the rich young ruler went away sad because he didn't want to give away his wealth. And that was a hard thing for him. And I challenge you that if God gave you something hard, don't walk away sad. Don't walk away from God. Don't, don't let that be the thing that says, no, I can't serve you if you want that of me. So I challenge you all to do that, right? And I was thinking to myself, I was. God ain't going to ask me nothing hard. You know, maybe I thought I've done some hard things. I've done some hard things in the past. One in particular. He ain't going to ask me nothing hard. But if God says it, you need to obey it. You remember. So I'm at Winterfire, the conference Friday night. The word is coming. And I'm sitting in all by myself. I was at the conference. It was fun. I don't get all by myself time often. So it was like all by myself. And God began to deal with me about something. And I had a, are you kidding? And I wanted to dismiss it. You might know what I'm talking about? It's a hard thing, he asked. I'm being kind by saying ask. He really said that needs to happen. And I'm sitting there. I'm bawling. Tears crying all by myself. This poor little lady came over here. She prayed me like, what is this woman going through something? I was glad she came and prayed with me. I was. I was holding on to her hand. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. I was dreading. I was dreading what he asked me. Or should I say what he told me? Because if God asks you, you do know it's really like a rhetorical thing. You know, he ain't, you going to do it or not. And it's, you know. Oh, man. I, I bawled through the rest of that service. 
because I didn't want to do what he told me to do. Rather, it was a thing he told me not to do. I left it heavy. Oh, man, God. And then I called Joyce and I whined to her. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't want to. What's, going to, what's that going to look like? I went through a thing. Joyce is my witness. I went to bed heavy. I woke up heavy because that thing was still there. Because it's a hard thing. And I thought about you. How can I ask you to obey the word of God if I'm not going to obey the word of God? Leaders go first, right? So I'm going to do what God said because I want to grow. I want to be his. I want to please him. Nothing in this world, nothing in this world is more important than my relationship with him. So I'm going to do it. Hurt as I may, it's going to be all right. It won't be the first time. It's been the first time something big like that in a long time, but it, he brought me through that, so why wouldn't he bring me through this? So anyway, we're going to lean into all that God has called us to do. I want to remind you all that Newark, Newark, when we were in Connecticut, people kept saying, are you saying Newark or Newark? You know, it's a whole thing about how people pronounce that. Newark, that's how I pronounce it anyway. Newark is, is at a precipice. We're on the brink of something right here. Meg reminded you that, that next week, you know, is our vote for a name change, and uh, you get to vote. We're going to move from a single pastor to a team of pastors, and that's a, that's a, that's a big deal. We're, we're, we're at a precipice here, and so uh, we, we have to decide. We have to decide are we going to be people of faith? And I'm not taunting you with this word. I'm not trying to put you down with this. I'm not trying to coerce you into something with my words. I'm just saying we, we have to decide. But I really believe that God is going to do the miraculous here. And once again, you can say that's just church talk. All churches say that. You know what I mean? And all, I'm, I'm, I can't speak for all churches. I'm talking about right here. I really believe it with all of my heart, with all of my mind, that God is going to do something miraculous here. You know, the, the kind of thing that, that you, the eyes have not seen, no ears heard. It's, it's one of them things that God is going to do. And we're going to have to figure out whether we're going to lean in fully. We're going to fully embrace what God is doing, what God wants to do with us. Or are we going to kind of wimp out? Which, which way are we going to do it? And as I thought on these things these past days, and I thought, you know, the, the, the story of Israel came back to my mind. And I thought about when, when the Israelites were at a precipice, when they were at a, on the brink of something great. Remember what God promised Israel when he brought him out of Egypt. I'm going to take you to a land flowing with milk and honey. Those are, ooh, those are like, ooh, everybody wants milk and honey. I don't, I don't even, I don't like honey by itself. I like honey in my tea. I, I don't know about milk. And, I don't know how those things work, but it was something good. When, when you say the land of milk and honey, it's like, ooh, something good. So you fill in the blank, whatever your description is, it's something good. I'm, I'm going to bring you to a land of milk and honey. That, was, that, that meant plenteousness, you know, peacefulness, goodness. That thing, you know, the, the song we were singing about, you know, all my life. He's been faithful. He, he was bringing them into something good, right? He had promised them that. God is promising us. He's going to bring us into something good. They didn't know what it looked like. They didn't understand what was, you know, but, but it, it was something good. And as they crossed that desert and they, and they, and they got to the place where they were, were, were uh, when they could have gone right in, you know, but they decided to send the spies instead. 
And whether the spies went in and they saw the land and all the spies could see was the negativity. Oh, wait a minute. There's people in the land already. When God had already said, I'm going to drive them out. But the people in their mind represented obstacles. Represented something to be fearful of. And on top of that, they weren't just people. They was giants. Lord have mercy. And so we know the story. It's a popular story. If you don't know, what am I going to say? Read it. Get into your word. If you don't know, I'll give you tidbits of it. But go and read it. And so the majority decided, we can't do this. We can't go in. Uh-uh. There's giants in the land. It's too much for us. Oh, this is going to happen. All the negative nans, right? All the, uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, and then it was, it was Joshua and Caleb, right, who were like, no, come on. We can do this. There was two different ways of looking at things, right? Because the negative nans were thinking about their own strength and their own power and what they could do. And the Joshua and Caleb were like, we're going in the strength of the Lord. That means we can do anything, right? And that's, that's what we need to stay in that pocket. Because uh, you and I can't do what needs to be done. It's going to take God. And so Numbers 32, just give me that first scripture there. It says, all of those I rescued from Egypt, no one who is 20 years old or older will ever see the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for they have not obeyed me wholeheartedly. Somebody say they didn't lean in. That word wholeheartedly. They let fear get in their hearts. They let, you know, the, the, the analytical skills, any analytical people here want to analyze the situation up one side and down the other, and we're looking at it from a human perspective. And they chose not to lean in. They, not, they chose not to go in wholeheartedly. They let the fears get the best of them and their human logic get the best of them. And, 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 and it cost them. And sure enough, those 20 years and older did not go in. So they lost their elders. Think about that. A generation, at least. They lost precious people who couldn't see it. Who, 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 who they couldn't get on board. You see, God wants to get the glory. He wants to get the glory out of everything. So he often sets us up in situations that are outside of our skill set, that are outside of our business. That's how he operates. Because if, if he gives us things that we can do, that we're confident about doing, then we, get the credit. we take the credit for it. Look what I did. Go look in the scriptures. There's a couple of kings that got in trouble for that, talking about, look what I did. That look what I did number had Nebuchadnezzar, you know, naked with his fingernails like an eagle and, and eating grass for, 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 you know, for however long. I forgot what, how much. Seven. I knew it was a seven. I'm going to say 70. Well, yeah. When you start taking credit for things, that's when you get in trouble with God. So God's always going to call us to do things that are outside of us, that are too big for us, right? You've heard this before. None of this is, that's why I say, but if you don't sit down and tell us again, if you don't want to hear it again, somebody better listen. I'm tired of saying it too. Okay, so here we go again. So you ever think about what would happen if Israel would have leaned in? If Israel would have got to that point, saw the obstacles perhaps, you know, knowing what they were up against and said, you know what, we're going to go in the name of the Lord. Like Joshua said, be strong and courageous. See, courage means you go, you, it doesn't mean you're not afraid. I get it. The unknown is kind of scary sometimes. You know, I get it. But you don't let that stop you. 
That's where faith comes in, right? You don't let that stop you. You trust in God, not trust in man. You know, I wonder what would have happened. We know that Moses had died and Joshua was going to take him into the land. God, you know, God had passed the baton. I wonder what would have happened if Moses was still living. And Moses was the one who was going to take him into the land. See, because we get this trusting in men. We get the trusting in a person. Maybe, maybe, we will never know. Maybe they would have went in if Moses was going with them. But then now who has Moses become to them? Right? Anything you trust in more than God has become an idol to you, has become a God to you. So maybe, I'm just speculating, maybe they would have went in. But no, it was Joshua. It was the young boy. It was Moses' assistant. Right, who, who God had, you know, pulled up to, to lead them in. I don't know if we can go with him. Newark, to him that has ears to hear, let him hear. I'm talking about this transition, right? I'm talking about where we are right now. I'm talking about this precipice that we're on. I'm talking about what God is saying, lean into where we are. Are you trusting in a person? If so-and-so was here, I would go. But because so-and-so ain't, I'm not. I thought God was your God. I know God's going to use human leaders, but ultimately he's God. He's, he's not so concerned with me. You might be thinking, man, can, you know, can Lil pastor us, that crazy woman? And oh my goodness, Arash, that crazy man, can, can Arash pastor us? And, and Meg? Can, can, and Brother Moss, ain't he an old man? I know he's going to listen to them. Is, is he gonna pass? You start looking at the people. And God never wanted you looking at the people. He wanted you looking at him. Because he's the one that wanted to take him into the land. He was the one that's going to defeat the enemies. He was the one that was going to drive the, the Amalekites and the, and the Huites and all the people out of He was the one that was going to do it. God wasn't so concerned about the man or the person, nor is he now. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be obedient. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be submitted to God. But God's not so concerned. You need to be looking at God. What did God say later on when Samuel, the prophet, was about to retire? He was going to die. And, and, and the scripture said that Samuel's sons... They were not godly. They was good when Samuel was living. But his sons who were to take his, who were to succeed him were not godly men. And then they started this business. Give us a king. Give us a king. Like everybody else. Oh, man. When you pulling that like everybody else business, you done gone off the track. And what did God say to Samuel when Samuel went dejected, feeling some kind of way? When Samuel went to God, he said, they haven't rejected you. They rejected me because I was the one who was going to lead them. I was the one that was going to keep them. I'm their protection. I'm their provision. I'm everything that they need. You're getting caught up on the people. This made me think back to Abraham. What person, what person was involved with Abraham? I'm talking about the God who just stepped down into Abraham's life and made himself known and called him out of nothingness into somethingness, right? I'm, I'm talking about the God that we serve. Like, God is, it's always been about God. That's why you got to be in the book, because you shouldn't be hanging on my every word. You should be hanging on his every word, right? That's why you got to have a relationship with him, because you shouldn't be hanging off of my relationship with him. You need to be hanging on your relationship with him. He never intended for one man to have all the knowledge in Israel. He wanted everybody 
to have knowledge of him. He wanted everybody to know how. That's why he would have the Moses come and, and read the law to them. Right? He didn't just give it to Moses and say, Moses, this is for you to have and you to tell the people what to do. No, I'm giving it to you so you can give it to them so that they can all know how to live for me. See, going back to the, this, this learning thing, I'm going to harp on this learning thing to the day I leave this church because you've got to learn of him. You've got to be in relationship with him. That's the only way you're going to see him other than a, as something other than a rule book or this great big mean God or whatever it is that we see him as. You, you have to have a relationship with him. And it first starts with most of us to engage him in his word. It first falls for most of us that way. And so here we are at this precipice and we got decisions to make. I think some of you have already made it. I'm glad, hope. But are you looking at this thing as like, are we just gonna white knuckle it through this thing? You know, we're gonna make it, we're gonna make it barely. I gotta put up with Sister Lil. You know, she limited. I am, but he's not, right? <laughs> I am, but he's not limited. Every one of us is limited, but he's not. And so we're all, I'm following Jesus, you following Jesus, right? You know what I mean? We're all looking to him. We're all trusting him. We're all going to have our relationship with him. We're all going to walk into this thing. We're all going to lean in to what God has for us. And just like God said to the Israelites, oh, I'm promising you, I'm promising you a good land. I didn't say I'm going to bring you into a land you got to scrap out of living. You know, I'm going to bring you to a land that's in the shade, nothing growing there. Y'all got to figure out, got to clear the trees out. And, you know, you know, he, he didn't, you know, I'm going to bring you to a land where ain't going to be enough room for your people. Ain't going to be enough food. You know, it was not that limited conversation. He said, I'm going to bring you to a land that's milk. What God has planned for us is an awesome thing. I have not seen, you have not heard. I'm telling you, God has something amazing ready for Newark. But you got to lean in. You got to lean in. Put your shoulder to it, so to speak. You got to be ready for this thing. Deuteronomy 4, 5 through 7. This is Moses' words to the, to the Israelites before he was about to leave. He says, look, I now teach you these decrees and regulations just as the Lord my God commanded me. Moses got it. Just like he taught me, I'm giving these to you. So that you may obey them in the land that you are about to enter, into, enter and occupy. Obey them completely. Somebody say, lean in. And you will display your wisdom and intelligence among the surrounding nations. When they will hear all these decrees, they will exclaim. This is the people around them who are going to see Israel, right? These people who are full of the word of the Lord, who are going to obey God's word, and God's going to work. The people around them are going to see them because they're going to display the wisdom that God gave them the intelligence that God gave them. And when they see this, they will exclaim, how wise and prudent are the people of this great nation. For what great nation has a God as near to them as the Lord our God is near to us whenever we call on him? They're going to marvel at what God does with his people. Hey, I don't need no glory. But I know that when people marvel at what you have, they want what you have. I want folks to want Jesus. I want folks to want some of this that God has given us, right? That's how every pew in here is going to be packed out. You can't see it. I believe it. I, I'm looking forward to it. We got to pull some chairs out from the fellowship hall, 
right? We're going to stack them down the aisle right here. Oh, we got to go to a second service. Y'all can't see it yet, but I'm telling you, it's happening. It's his word. It's what he has promised us. Don't forget what God has promised you. He never lies. The only thing that can stop God's will from happening in this place through us is us. Notice I said through us. Because the people still went to the promised land, right? It's just the, it's the fearful and the unbelieving were the ones that missed out on it. God's word is still going to come true, just whether we're going to be in it or not. And so there's a whole community here around us that we've been praying for and praying for, and that includes our, our families and our loved ones, and, and oh, God, bless Newcastle County, send us souls, and send me to somebody. We, this is all the stuff we pray, right? And, and, and we, want, we want, so this is not about self-preservation. It's good that you're here, but, but God wants more. There's room in his kingdom. There's, there's room in his kingdom, right? Before the fullness of the Gentiles come in, there's room in his kingdom. God wants to fill his house. He wants to rescue people from the bondage of slavery, right? Talk about the Egyptians. I mean, the, the Israelites, for example. He wants to bring them out. He wants to bring them to a land flowing with milk and honey. He wants them to come and rest. And we get to be a part of it. Don't wimp out. Don't be like those 20 and old who said, no, I can't see it. There's big hurdles we got across. You know, we're not as good as them, and, and we don't have this, and we don't have that. And I'm talking about all the things we took. Some of you, you had those conversations. Oh, we not? He is. I just want you to remember that. Everything that we're not, he is. None of us can do anything in our strength. And even those that we deem big. You know, we have people we, in, in, in the prayer, we think, oh, that preacher right there. Let me tell you why that preacher right there is awesome. It's the God he serves. It's not him. Let me tell you why that person is anointed to do healing. It's not them. It's the God that they serve. We serve the same God. Lean in. Let God work through you. Let God do what he wants to do in your life. Don't be that, oh, I'm going to go over here where it's easier. You're going to miss out on something. Wonder what would have happened if Israel would have went right in. And God did what he said he was going to do, which was go before them. And he was going to take out the Amalekites and the Kenites and the Huites. I mean, there were so many different ites in there. It was crazy, right? I mean, but God was going to wipe them out. But even when they finally did win, and they went in halfway. See, see how great God They went in halfway. And they didn't obey the Lord fully like Moses told them to. They didn't obey the Lord fully. And therefore, those little seeds of people stayed in the land. They literally became a thorn in their side, these people that they didn't, when they didn't fully obey God. God looking for a people that's going to fully obey him. I know this sounds radical. I told you I don't like that word radical. People think us, you know, Christians are crazy when we say the word radical. I don't like that word radical, but I don't know what other way to describe it. He wants you to go in. You want to see the blessings of God? Do you really want to see miracles, these things we always talk about? We talk about, you know, we, again, in the church, we, we learn this language. We learn how to say these things, and, and we can say them, but we really don't believe them. We really just like, yes, that's the right thing to say. You know, do you really want to see it? Then you got to do your part. You got to lean in. You got you to believe God wholeheartedly. You got to obey him completely. Yes, I told you the thing that God asked me was a hard thing. I don't want to do that. It's going to hurt. It's even going to hurt some people. I don't want to do that. But I want to please him. I want, I want what he wants. 
I want to see his glory. I want to see him do miracles. I want to see him move in your life and in my life and the life of, I want God to move. And therefore I have to obey him wholeheartedly, even in the hard things that he asks. Because nothing's too hard for him. I would love to say that, okay, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to obey God and I don't want anything in return, but I'm, I'd be lying. Because when you give up something hard, you'd be like, okay, God, what you going to give me in place of it? I know what I'm talking about. I do. I want something in place of it. I want salvation for somebody. I, I could be wrong. Maybe that's a wrong answer. I don't know. I want God to move, though. And the reason I say that is because when I see the, the hard things that God has asked people to do in the Bible, and when they obeyed, blessings flowed afterward. Did it not? You go back and you read every account. Blessing in some way, shape, form, or fashion came afterward. So I'm going all in. If I got to hurt, I'm going to hurt. I'll get over it. If some other people got to hurt, they're going to understand it better by and by. You know what I'm talking about? I got to believe God because I want what God wants. Not just for me, but for you and for his kingdom. So part of me is hurting about it. Part of me is scared. But part of me is excited because I'm trying to look beyond the thing I got to do. I'm going to look on the other side of it. What's going to come out of that, God? Because whenever there's a death, you got to go listen. Man, if you don't get it at winterfire.org, I think you can download those sermons. You can, you can buy them. You know, there's got to be a death before there can be life, before something can spring forth from that. So there's, there's some things that going to cost us. It's just they just will. But lean in. Be willing to go all in so that God can go all in for you. Whatever that, whatever that means. There's a funny story. I'm going to come to an end, but there's a funny story in the Bible that I came across in my reading in Jeremiah. God was so fed up with Israel for not obeying and not, not uh, obeying fully in their half-stepping that he, that he brought to their attention this family. He brought to them this family called the Rechabites. If I'm saying that wrong, well, I don't know how to say it right. <laughs> and, and he... Joyce, you have that queued up? So he brought to them this family called the Rack. He brought to their attention this family. And says, then the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Go and say to the people of Judah and Jerusalem, come and learn a lesson about how to obey me. Somebody say lean in. I'm still talking about leaning in. He said, I'm going to draw your attention to a family who knows how to lean in. The Rechabites do not drink wine to this day because their ancestor, Jehonadad, told them not to. So they had an ancestor named Jehonadad. These, no, these were not Israelites. Can I just say that? These were not Israelites. They were a different, I think, Kenites. They were a different tribe. Okay. Their ancestor, Jehonadad, told them a long time ago not to. But I have spoken to you again and again and you refuse to obey me. So this tribe, who was not of Israel, their ancestor, who was, you know, not somebody whom God commanded, told them not to do these things, and they listened to a man, faithfully. And God is saying, but I'm your God, who's almighty, who's all power, who's done all kinds of amazing things for you, and I give you instructions, and you don't listen to me. I've had to tell you again and again. Time after time, I sent you prophets who told you, 
turn from your wicked ways and start doing things right. Stop worshiping other gods so that you might live in, a pe in peace here in the land. Remember, I'm talking about the land, right? In the land I have given you and your ancestors, but you would not listen to me or obey me. The descendants of Jehonadab, son of Rechab, have obeyed their ancestor completely. But you have refused to listen to me. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says. Because you refuse to listen or answer when I call, I will send upon Judah and Jerusalem all the disasters that I have threatened. Then Jeremiah turned to the Rechabites and said, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says. You have obeyed your ancestor Jehonadab in every respect, following all his instructions. And I'm on, Joyce. I'm about to read it again. All right, well, Joyce is fiddling with that. That's all right. Then Jeremiah turned to the Rechabites and said, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You have obeyed your ancestor Jehonadab in every respect following his instructions. It's okay, Joyce, that's enough. She didn't have the rest of it there. That's fine. The point is, God made an example of them, that they have followed the Lord their God complete, I mean, I'm sorry, their, their ancestor thoroughly and completely, right? They had obeyed, and he used them as an example to Israel. What's your problem with what he's saying? If these people can, can, can obey a human completely, and this, there was many generations, if you go back and read that, so there was many generations. It wasn't just like it was their granddad, like, you know, two generations back, right? There were many generations where these people had stayed faithful to what their relative had, had, had called them to do, and, and, they, and, and he used them as example. So, so, so it's funny, because I know we, we like to, when it comes to God, we like to be selective and dismissive about, you know, I don't have to do all that. I, I, again, I told you, I'm a, I know I'm a broken record. But somebody listen. I don't want to preach this to you again. Maybe some new people again. But, 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 you know, I don't have to do this completely. You know, maybe you're like one of my family members who says anything that you do too much is, is, is out of balance. In other words, saying that, you know, to, to follow God to the letter, to, to follow God radically is going too far. You got people that are rationalized around you. Don't look to the people around you to, to, to determine what God wants from you. Look to his word. Look to his word. There's everything I'm telling you, you can go find this book. Please check me out. Read the stories. Follow the patterns. Talk to God. Ask God, what do you want from me? How do I do this? Yes, there's hard things you're going to come. You, I don't have the strength to do that. When God asks those hard things, you think, I don't know how I'm going to do that. And I'm going to tell you, like God told me, somewhere around 1998, there was, a, there was a time when God asked me for another hard thing like this one. And I remember saying to God, how am I going to do that? I don't even know if I can see life. You know how we get all dramatic. It, it wasn't drama then. I was feeling that thing. I mean, I was like, I'm going to do this, God. I remember where I was. You know, when, when, when you had those moments with God, when those certain moments with God, you remember where you were. You remember what you were wearing. You remember who you were. You remember all the scenario around. I remember where I was. I was in my car. Having a moment with Jesus, when he drops up on me, that's not going to be. I wanted what he said wasn't going to be. I blew, oh, Lord. How am I going to do this? And he said to me, my grace is sufficient. That should have been a relief, but that just made me cry more. 
because it meant no, no, not gonna let you have this thing, but I'll help you through it. And I can tell you in 2023, he helped me through it. I'm standing and I'm stronger, right? And, I, and, I, and I'm wiser and I, and I have a testimony I can look back to when, I, when I'm facing things like I'm facing right now. When I'm in this thing right now and I'm feeling that familiar ache, that same ache that I felt those many years ago, I'm feeling the same ache right now. And I'm like, oh, but it's different because now I got a point of reference. See, now I can look back and say, oh, okay. That looked impossible for me back then. That looked really hard. I thought, I thought that was going to turn out differently. You know, like I was going to be in the mully grubs for the rest of my life. But it didn't turn out that way at all because God is with me. And he brought me, and he brought me through. And so I got a point. So, so you got to go back and dig, go back to some point in your life where God brought you through something in order to get through what God may be calling you to do now. So be it. But whatever the case, even if it's not, let this be your testimony. This, whatever we're facing here, this leaning in, what God is asking you to do. Come on. There's no, there's... Living for God halfway, I don't even know what to call it. It's like living, living, living life on a fence. You ain't going nowhere. If you're straddling the fence and one leg on this side and one leg on that side, where you going? You're stuck. You can't get nowhere like that. You can't please God like that. You can't touch nobody like you. Just, you're just stuck. Go ahead and throw the, throw, the, throw the leg on the other side of the fence and lean in. God, whatever you have me to do hard or small or, or, or seemingly insignificant or even the things I don't understand, I'm going to obey. I'm going to trust you to unfold this thing over time. I'm going to trust your word because you know more than I know. You know where I'm going. You know where I've been. You know, you know, you know, you know what it takes for me to, all those things. Literally put it all in his hand. Trust God. Man, if Israel would have went right in, they would have seen enemies just flying left and right. Giants, you know, my mom had my mama also had this saying. I'm thinking about when the Israelites said there's giants in the land because the giants is kind of what really freaked them out, right? There's giants in the land. My mama said, The bigger they are, the harder they fall, right? As I'm talking about the Jesus, you sir, anything you have you think is so big, it's so important. God said, Bring it to me, I'll knock it down, right? You maybe can't knock it down, but I can take care of it. Don't hold anything back from Jesus, lean in, be all that He calls you to be. Go ahead and take some chances on Jesus. He's never failed. You've taken chances on less. You've taken chances on people that were fallible and they failed, and you knew they failed, but you wouldn't take you would take a chance on them. But when it comes to Jesus, you want to be like, hmm, like he's suspect. No, he's not. He's never failed. He won't ever fail you. Lean in. God has got you. And as surely as I preach this message, I'm telling you, some of the opposition I was talking about, it's gonna come. Right, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and high places. Right, we wrestle not. But what did, what did God tell us to do with that? Resist. Stand. I'm giving you those those adjectives. Right, those those ver- resist. Those are verbs. I do that. Right, stand. In other words, lean in. In a sense of leaning against them. You're not going you're not going to make me stop devil, right? Or and I, I don't I'm not I'm not the one who's always talking about the devil, but you're not going to make me nobody is going to keep me from what God has for me. Nobody's going to I'm not going to be at the point to such and such or any situation for the reason I'm not going to obey God wholly. Because if God didn't think you can obey him wholly, he wouldn't have called you to obey him wholly. I don't see him saying obey me the best you can. Wait, show me that verse. Somebody, I dare you, show me that verse. 
obey me if such and such will let you. People want to blame their spouses for their, you know, the reason they can do this and do that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No excuses. Want to blame your situation. Well, my situation's unique. No, it ain't. There's a whole cloud of witnesses. Trust me. Right? This kingdom is huge. This kingdom is way bigger than who we see standing right here at Newark. There's a whole cloud of witnesses. And whatever you're facing, there's more than likely somebody right in this church, right in this local congregation, who God brought them out of that. So no excuses. Fully obey. Lean in. These are not my promises. Right? The message in tongues interpretation came through last week. Had the same phrase in it. Lean in. I'm just bringing to your remembrance. Lean in. God saying, go all in for me. Pray. You need direction? Pray. Right? You need deliverance? Pray. You need whatever you need? Pray. And don't just pray. Act. Because faith without works is dead. It's another place we get stuck. We get stuck in the prayer mode. Oh, I'm praying about it. Okay, put a verb with that prayer. You want a job? You praying God give you a job and you not get up off the sofa? It ain't going to happen. Thank you, Karen. It ain't going to happen. You know, God, I want to grow closer to you, but you're not in the house of the Lord when the doors open. God, I want to grow closer to you. You're not on small groups learning what thus saith the Lord in Bible study. What the word said, you, God, I just want to, I just want to know you. I just want all, all that stuff we did, but yet you, you fill in the blank. And I'm talking about the very basics. The, the universal things, right? You got all these things you, you want to do. And God said, I've given you plenty to work with, right? I've given you plenty to do to help grow you, to help you draw closer to me, but you got to obey it. I don't know why I got to go to church. I am the church. Where is that in scripture? He said, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. You need to be in the body of Christ. Quit using COVID. Oh man, I'm not going to go there again. Whatever your experience, cut it out. You can understand that God meant for his word to be understandable. Some of us want to get crazy. Man, I'm, I got my mom talking today. My mom, all my, all my mom's sayings coming to mind. She's funny. She called it, when you, when, you, when you act like you don't understand, it's plain as day, right? All the scriptures ain't a mystery. <laughs> they, they real plain. And if KJV stumps you up, get an NLT. And if NLT stumps you up, get an NKJV. And if NKJV stands, you get an NET. There's, there's, there's versions after versions after versions of the Bible. One of, you know, the message is my, my lovely ghetto version of, of, the, of the Bible. I love the message. It fits my ghetto-ness. It talks like me. Y'all might not like it, but I like that. When I read, I'm like, yeah. Right? It's good. Whatever version. There's some, there's some versions that get real plain to you. Right? You get, you get some, you get the word of God real plain and obey and obey. Stop at one thing, add another thing, and, but be insistent about it. Don't get all stuck on, you know, your rationalizing. You get to something and, 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 and like I said, it's the word you don't want to, you don't want to deal with. You want to act like you don't understand it. I'm getting back to what my mama was saying. You see it plain as day. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Where, where, what version is this? <laughs> really? But my pastor said, or my mama said, well, that don't sound right. That sounds a little drastic. You know, all, how we, how we, and my mama said, uh-huh. 
Oh, now you want to act crazy. He said, crazy like a fox, right? <laughs> but she said, yeah, I can crazy like a fox. In other words, you, you playing crazy. You see what it says. God's not trying to hide his truth from us. But to those who don't want to know, you won't see it. That scripture, right. If you don't want to know, you won't see it. If you, if you want to know, he opens, right? When we, when we desire him, it can go right over your ass. He said, those that have ears to hear, let him hear. Don't have ears to hear, whoop, it's going to go right over your head. But the scriptures are very plain about a lot of things. You don't have to wait till you understand the deep things or the heavy things for you to, for you to move on the basic things. Basic things like, I'm back at it again, repentance. Ask God for forgiveness. Not hard at all. I mean, you got to deal with whatever it is you're struggling with. You know what I mean? That you don't want to, but, but ask God for it. Not, that's not that difficult. God, I'm sorry. I don't want to do that anymore. You know, if I, if I told you something uh, mystical and something, you know, really hard, you would dig into that. Because, you know, we, we, I don't know, human, humans, we just got a wacky thing. But something real basic, we want to get all caught up. Huh? Repentance? Yeah. Turn away from my sins. Oh, what? Get baptized in the name of Jesus. Real plain. Go to Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Some of you caught up on the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I'm going there. I'm already in. Sorry. I'm going to use this last five minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm in water. I'm in knee deep right now. I'm going to go ahead and take it on in. You stuck on Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Why well, I got to be baptized in Jesus' name? Go read the book of Acts. Uh, Matthew said, go ye therefore. What are you saying, Karen? Karen? Yeah, right? To be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. I don't know nobody named Father. I don't know nobody named Son. I don't know nobody named Holy Ghost, to be quite frankly. But you look before that, it says name, singular, in the name of those things, right? right? And that name is only Jesus Christ, for there's one name given among heaven, uh, given among men, whereby we, whereby we must be saved. You go, you look in the book of Acts where that scripture, where, where, the, where the apostles were carrying out what Jesus said in Matthew. And everywhere you see someone being baptized in the book of Acts, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus over and over again. See, scripture interprets scripture. You just got to let it say what it said. You got to stop making it say what you think it said. You got to stop imposing what you, your thoughts and what somebody told you and what you were. You got to stop reading into the scripture and let the scriptures read out to you. It ain't that deep, meaning in terms of understanding. And obey. Right now, some of you know you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You're going to say, well, my hair's done. I want to get my hair wet. Oh, it's a little cold outside. I don't want to be cold. We got robes that you can change into and you can leave out of here dry. We got blow dryers. Right? We take all the excuses away. Because salvation is at stake. See, we believe that that's the saving message, right? We believe that that's the, the gospel of salvation, right? Repentance and baptism and being filled with his holy, right? That's how you begin. That's how you are initiated into this kingdom, right? We believe that. And we're going to rationalize it away. Oh, the forefathers. And oh, you know, we, we point to all kinds of things other than the word. Lean in. Whatever God reveals to you, whatever you find in his scriptures, believe it and obey it wholeheartedly. These altars are open. Come and have a talk with Jesus.
Let God minister to you. Let God talk to you. Let God direct you where you need to lean in in your own life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, help us, Lord Jesus, to lean in, oh, God, to obey you fully, Lord Jesus. God, we want to see your glory, oh, God. We want to see you move. We want to see your miracles. We need you, Jesus. Help us not to walk in our own strength, Lord Jesus, in our own thoughts and our own understanding, Lord Jesus. But, God, we submit ourselves to you. You are our king. You are our God. You are all-knowing. You are all-powerful. We believe you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus, we're standing on your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we surrender. Oh, we give up our way, Lord Jesus. Your way, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Jesus. By your spirit, Lord Jesus, move upon this place today, oh God. Minister to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Pour out your spirit in this place, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, God. Seeking you, O oh Lord. Looking to you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, O oh God. You brought us here today, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. To help us, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Yes, we believe in you, Lord. Oh, for the miraculous, even in this place, oh God. Oh, we need your healing, oh God. Not just of our bodies, but of our minds, Lord Jesus. God. Oh, Jesus, make us whole in every way, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Siko yoba Hallelujah. Oh, open up heaven, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Sika yaba Yes, Lord. 
God. Strengthen us, Lord Jesus. Oh, we want to go in, Lord Jesus. We want to possess what you have for us, Lord Jesus. We want to live a blessed life, oh God. Oh, we want our lives to be a witness to our community, Lord. Oh, we want them to come and see a man, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we want them to come and be transformed like you transformed us, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. We want them to know you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we believe you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Anybody want to have their sins washed away? You can go here today. Just, just lift up your hand and say, today is my day. I don't want to overcomplicate things. I don't want to talk myself out of it. I just want to believe you, Lord. I want to go right in. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You want his spirit today? Just ask him. Just ask him and yield to him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, it's your Father's good pleasure. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus, to fill you with his spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise your name. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God. Soko Yobaki. Oh, Jesus. Do your work, oh God. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, touch every heart, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. There's a sweet presence of God in this place. You don't find this peace everywhere. Sometimes we find the difficulty finding even this peace in our homes, but can I tell you today that God is portable? He goes with us. And even this peace you feel right now, you can feel right in your own home. When you need guidance from him, you can find him. You can, you can tap into him right wherever you are, whether you're in your car. I've done a whole lot of praying in my car. In your home, on the job. 
You can always reach him. Hallelujah. And he's a gracious God. The things he asks you to do, he helps you do. Then just leave you on his own, on your own to do so. He helps us. Be encouraged today. God is with us. As surely as he was with Israel on the precipice of going into that promised land, he is with us today. But we have to choose. Are we going to look at our human resources? Or are we going to look at the, the God of all power? We're going to look to the God who's brought us to where we are today. I'm going to look to Jesus. I don't know about you. I'm going to look to him. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Well, we run over a little bit. If you have exploring new art class, you might want to make a beeline right there. And Debbie will meet you in it today. If you're interested in the biblical interpretation of courses that come up, kind of see me right over here to my right in the very front. If you kind of come up to the front there. We share some information about that. If you're a guest, again, I add my welcome to Meg's. We're honored to have you. Stop a little while and have a cup of coffee and chit-chat a little bit. We'd love to get to know you a little bit better. You guys have a blessed afternoon in the name of Jesus.